We're all here to ride the MSL wave, the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. What's great about that is you're able to, or we're able to get the background of your, and of course, the graphics now. But for those of you who are interested in the, in Amobi's uh, path to the professional level and what he's been doing up to that up up to that point, um, you'll be able to check that out. But we'll jump into the mentality and stuff here. So, yeah, man. What's uh, what do you think? What's been kind of the thing that's standing out most to you in your world? What's going on on your end? Well, currently with the fact that there's no games being going on, so it's like staying mentally tough and fit in the sense of like trying to figure out what's going on. Like, all right, if I'm staying fit, like when are we going to play? Like, making sure you're disciplined in the sense like, depending on when the game's going to happen, you got to be ready. You may not be game fit, but you at least make make sure your baseline is, you know, proper. Got you. So what have you done to – or what have you figured out or found to be most useful to stay consistent during uncertain times? I feel like for me, it's just like knowing my body, staying disciplined in my routine, you know, even though coaches or like the training staff might send you uh, like a workout plan, like mm -hmm. I know – what gets me fit and I know like when I need a break and stuff like that. So it's like knowing your body, understanding your body and listening to your body at the same time. I like that. Okay. So we're going to take that a couple of different directions. Cause I think there's some value. There's some value there for especially the younger audience who's in listening here and who might find it difficult to, to always feel like they have to listen to the coach and do what the coach is saying. And you just pointed out there, like, you know, your body and you understand what kind of gets you fit and doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, at what point in time or how did you build the confidence or build the experience to be able to make those types of decisions for yourself? I feel like that's tough. Like year, year three. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's like, you know, I've made it this far. I'm still in the league and like, I'm doing well. So it's like, I'm taking the coach's advice while at the same time, I'm, you know, implementing what I like incorporating it into what, like, what lessons they have or what direction they have and what works for my body is different from what works for someone else's body. Like I hate running. So I know mm -hmm. if I'm like, if I'm going to do just like a run, like run for 30 minutes, that's not going to get me as fit as me like going to play basketball or pick up like for an hour or two, because yeah. I know like I'm having fun. I'm, I'm not like running like eight minute, the coach says, or like what the trainer has, but I'm playing basketball, like pick up, in the off season and it may not be the same thing, but I'm getting more fit because I know my fitness is different in the sense of, I may not be able to do like a Cooper test or anything, but when it comes game time, I don't get tired. So I'm just understanding that and understanding like, yeah, that's good. Like in terms of like having a barometer, but I know like for me to actually get fit in the game, I need to do more cardio in the sense of like tricking my mind. So not just running on the field, but like, doing a boxing workout or playing basketball or like playing five aside pickup instead of like, all right, you need to run around the field, stop, take a break, run around twice. Like, nah, it's too boring for me. Okay. I got you. So for me, it's more so you're a type of athlete that needs to be engaged. And I am someone who also dis dislikes running. I don't know if most people, a lot of people have been following my stuff. Like uh, I, I definitely am on board with you in terms of that, but our sport does require it, and that's not the only way to stay fit. 
Um, I think in the Perfect Soccer podcast and the, and the Quincy's questions, you had mentioned that the largest determining factor in your success as, as a pro was, was discipline. And um, how do you maintain that discipline? And, and w- why do you think it's so hard for most players to do the same? I think I'll start with the, like the latter question. I think it's hard okay. for most players because they fluctuate with their emotions over the course of the season. Like, you know, when you like team of the week or you get a goal and you get an assist, you might be like, some people are like on that mindset or some people are like, whatever I did this week, I got to do it the exact same way. And they kind of fluctuate with like, you know, how they're playing. So if they have a bad, like bad game or a bad run of form, it's like, okay, um, how, like, what was I doing wrong? What was I doing? So it's almost like staying disciplined in the sense of, like, what I have, my routine, whether it works out. Obviously, you're going to fine-tune some things. Um, but in the sense of, like, I'm going to make sure I come to practice early. I'm going to do my technical workouts. I'm going to do my recovery, regardless of if I play bad or play good. This is what I'm going to do and make sure um, I stay on that path. Because I know more often than not, I'm going to at least continue on this upward trend. So I think that's the biggest thing. Got you. Um, no, I like that, brother. So let me see. I've got, we've got a couple of questions that are coming in here. The first one, we're going to start it off because we got Earl Edwards Jr. in the comments. I know you're a UCLA, a UCLA boy, and he is as well, too. So. <laughs> this guy's going to lie on national IG. Okay. Okay, so oh, okay, so it's already been called out a lot. Okay, great. I love that. So, hey, controversy is always a great thing. So, yeah. Earl's clearly saying, uh, make sure to remind you that consistently, you consistently, oh, consistently. So he's all about consistency here. He has debates basketball and turf games to to him oh. in high school. Would you like to comment in response uh, to that? Earl, Earl's like my little big bro. You know, I was like a mentor to him. Now he's you know on his own two feet, got his own family, doing wonderful things. But he knows the truth. He never debates. He's a great debater, though. Um, great debater. Like, he comes up with arguments. Um, but he knows I don't fall for it. You know, he tries to get people riled up. And, you know, when people get riled up, they start yelling more and try mm-hmm. to overtake the, overtake the argument or to overtake the debate. Mm-hmm. I'm even kill. So his tactics never worked with me. <laughs> Turf, that was a lie. Basketball, <laughs> a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I know he's mad. Like Instagram needs to put a feature where like he can come in and comment because I know he's like, this is not true. But <laughs> I don't lie. There's no one to lie to. <laughs> no, that's what's up, bro. He's he's the one who called you out. We got to hear your comments. Everybody in the comment section, if you who, who are you on? You on team uh, Mobs or team Earl? Uh, <laughs> spam that heart. Drop that down below. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Earl said that's facts, and Moby was the big bro. That's what's up. I know you guys that UCLA connection, brother. So, yeah. Okay. So I, I, mm-hmm. sometimes some some parts of me wish I stayed longer so I could be with him and Kellen. Like we definitely would have won a national championship. Um, that's facts. But you know I had to go pro at my age when, when I when it was right. So yeah. I, okay. I like that. Before I went over to the next one, so you did leave college early. You were there for a year, and uh, I know you have Nigerian background as do I. How did that conversation even get approved? in your household for you to to no longer pursue your education to pursue a professional career yeah yeah I, I still don't even know how i was able to convince him like i had opportunities to like go straight directly pro out of high school and my parents was like yeah that's never gonna happen <laughs> so once i got to ucla i can convince them 
Uh, I convinced them to let me go to UCLA instead of like Stanford or like Ivy League. You know how it is. Like you're going mm -hmm. to college for school, not soccer. So once the opportunity presented itself that, you know, I was signing a generation of D's contract, I was going to get compensated uh, pretty well. And most importantly, have the opportunity to, you know, continue my education um, um, through the generation Adidas pathway where they reimburse you for school. Yep. Um, I just have to promise my parents, specifically my mom, like, yeah, I'm going to finish school and it's not going to be like after my career is done, I'm going to do it like while I'm playing. Um, so once she said that, like once my agent and a uh, team uh, was able to convince my parents of like the benefits of going like when the like strike while the iron is hot instead of yep. waiting, you might get injured and stuff like that. And the concept of your education is always going to be there. Um, they they were they got around it, you know. They were able to get around it. I don't. I still don't think they were fans of it, yeah. but they were able to let it happen. Got you. No, uh, you know, I I know the Nigerian culture, the Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that had to have been a difficult one. But technically, technically, and we talk about a little bit on the on on the show as well too about leverage. And I think this is a great transition into one of the questions you had also talked about on the podcast in terms of because of the uncompromising nature of the Nigerian mindset and probably your mother at that time, how much more leverage did that give you at the negotiation table when they were wanting to pull you out of school? No, it actually helped because like, like people across like MLS circles, like USL circles, like no, like Amobi's dad's like hard nose. Like mm -hmm. if you're trying to negotiate, like go through me instead of don't go through my dad like he's asking questions like i swear he thinks he's a lawyer like, but he's not but so like it was like known like in like mls circles like yo moby's dad he's like bless you so you're gonna have to come with like something to get him to agree so we were able to use that leverage and like because i was a freshman coming out the generation Adidas money was going to be more because, like, I'm losing more eligibility or more years of service. So um, it, it helped. It was a blessing. And um, I just – it just – it helped me get – I love that. You know, compensated love a little bit more. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying I love that, bro. Like, <laughs> I, 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 the reason I, I, bring, I bring that because just on the fly here and tying that more into uh, your response in terms – Oh, you would you would you would discuss that you said most players don't fight enough for themselves, right? Yeah. Right. So, so why do you why do you think that is? And um, what's what's something you you with the experience and knowledge that you have now, having played as long as you have, and continuing to play, and the businesses that you're managing, the teams you're learning to build, and just you know. Uh, understanding the process, the business of soccer more and more with each passing year. Uh, how and where in your career were you not fighting for yourself enough? And, and why do you think most players fall into that? Or do you feel that that has not been the case for you? No, no, I definitely fell in that. I think like my rookie year, you know, I was just like coming off um, like a great, you know, youth career fortunate to have opportunities at the youth level to really uh, blossom and develop my skills. So coming into my rookie year, I mean, as, as much as I was expected or expecting, you know, everyone expects for them to like have a chance or have a fair shot to play, um, you know, expansion team, you know, one of the first draft picks for the team. Um, and I barely played and I just took it in the sense of like, all right, I'm a rookie. This is my chance to just learn. 
Well, that's true. Well, at the same time, I need to be like, yo, um, okay, we're losing. I'm a young player. How come I just can't get games? Like, I'm, I shouldn't have to go like, yo, agent, yo, can you please talk to coach? Like, to ask him, like, what's going on? Like, no, I should be knocking on the door and be like, yo, coach, all right, we lost three games in a row. Um, I've been coming off the bench. I've been making the 18. What do I need to do to, like, play? And then if he says, you know, what you need to do, all right, I apply that to the practice, and hopefully I get my chance. If it doesn't happen after the next couple games and we're still in the situation, knock on the door. Like, you, like you really got to get what you want sometimes. You, you got you to gotta, sometimes you just got to. Exactly. You know, you know like, what I mean? <laughs> if you wait, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. And, like, as much as I was trying to be, like, you know, a good teammate and, like, really, uh, like, bide my time, no, because the minute you get cut, there's no time to be, you know, bited. So it's like you got to take advantage of your opportunity and you got to, you know, you got to ask for the opportunity. And the most important thing is like when you ask and when you like put, applying that pressure, when the opportunity comes, you got to be ready to take it. So if yes. I'm like complaining, why am I not playing? Why am I doing this? And then, OK, all right, you're starting next game. And I absolutely have a shocker. I yeah. can't go back and knock on the store. <laughs> I, I can't. I just got to keep my mouth shut and hope, like, the guy in front of me gets injured. Um, sorry. Don't yeah. want to say that. But nah, people, people, yeah, people think that. Or, yes. like, has a bad run of form. And, like, even if the team's winning, like, that's a little bit difficult, too, because yep. you can't complain, you know, you, your team player. You just got to figure out a way to, like. Around to that as well, too, because uh, I think there's some de decent lessons to be learned there. We're going to take in a couple more questions here from from the audience. Everybody, if you're loving what uh, Mobes has been sharing with every uh, with all of you guys, spam that heart button. Type a little bit of what you've learned so far. We're going to go to the question. More questions in the chat. So Ryan, B Pro General Manager, stretches, recovery, post match, or when you have sore muscles. Oh, okay. So you know, I hate the cold. So I'm not a fan of ice baths. I'm more of a fan of Epsom salt baths. So, like, uh, home games, uh, day before a game, I usually take a nice, like, Epsom salt warm bath. Um, it helps relax the muscles. It helps – it makes it easier for me to stretch. Um, and then, you know, usually – not. I'm not going to say, like, after the game. Uh, after the game, I do my stretches. I don't really do much. Maybe, like, sometimes I'll do an ice bath. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, like, an ice bath guy, so I don't do it, like, after every game or after every practice. But the next day, like, the – uh, game day plus one, I'll do another Epsom salt bath. That just it's more relaxing to me. I like hot water instead of cold, and um, it helps me like just get in my thoughts, relax, decompress, let my muscles loosen up. Um, especially as a center midfielder, center back, I think it's more important to have like just that that looseness. Got you, and that ties a lot to know yourself, know your body, understand what works for you and uh, experiment and learn. So the younger you are, that's more time to experiment, find what works for you and what doesn't. And the older you get, you'll start to get a routine. You'll understand yourself and you'll be able to stand up for yourself in the moments and time where you need to be looking out for yourself. And, and by doing that, you're helping the team. So I think a lot to what uh, Mobes was talking about, a lot of people think that you have to be quiet and you can't stand up for yourself. By doing that, you're a great teammate. Not speaking out, pointing out what's wrong, or or doing what you know is right is is not being a uh, is being a good teammate in the long run. So we're out here developing that long term winner's mindset. I'm loving what uh, Mobs is sharing. Uh, 
at L-A-R-D-I-Z-A-B-A-L-R-I-C-O, um, had asked, is it okay to party with your teammates after a big win and maybe have some adult beverages? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you just got to know your limit and you just got to be smart about it. I'm not going to say, you know, there's, these are grown men on the team, grown women, uh, grown men play the sport. So depending on, you know, what they want to do or what you want to do, but just remember you're a role model. You know, you're, if you're a professional soccer player, professional athlete, you know, people are looking at you. So people might recognize you uh, when you're out and about. Um, so if you want to have an adult beverage, go ahead and do it, but just uh, be smart about it, you know, be responsible um, and understand that, you know, it's not in one game, one celebration um, look long term. So if you have like a, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, you don't want to go out after a win on Saturday because you have two more games um, coming up within the, you know, over the next seven days. So maybe it's like, all right, we have uh, uh, that Sunday. All right, we won. We capped off a three, you know, three game win streak. We have a bye. We have, you know, the day off next tomorrow. All right, cool. Now we can have a couple of adult beverages and uh, relax and, you know, really celebrate the win with some teammates and family. But just be smart about it. Um, you know, remember you're a role model at the end of the day. Got you. And that is, and I'll throw this disclaimer out there as well, too. That is if you are 21 years or yeah, older. Exactly. Right? So there you go. <laughs> exactly. So I know we've got everyone from different ages and backgrounds. Uh, adult beverages are okay if you are an adult in the law, in the eyes of the law. But a uh, good question. Um, DMB.Diego13 had asked, what do you do when you're down and you're mad to calm down? Ooh, that's, that's a good question because, like, during the game, I'm like, my, my dial is all the way turned up, so I'm always mad. That's just how I play. <laughs> um, but, gotcha. like, when I'm mad, like um, – in in general, I usually just like decompress, probably like binge watch some TV shows, or usually like get in my get in, like read my current book that I'm reading, or I just do my like Bible study. So um, I have like a daily devotional, and that just helps me like just all right, a hundred things are going on at once. I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. All right, let me put that to the side. All right, let me just read, or let me just like watch an episode of my favorite TV show, or current TV show I'm watching or, you know, let me dive into my daily devotional and like really get into, um, get into that moment. Got you. Um, I've, uh, I've noticed a lot on your account, especially more recently, you've been, um, you've been sharing a lot more affirmations and, um, uh, almost kind of notes from the books and things that you're reading along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, how have you, are you, are you a practitioner of affirmations and writing down your goals? If so, like, what's your process? Why do you do it? What are some of the pros and cons that you found doing so? Yeah, so for me, I'm big on that. Like, if, you, if, it, if it doesn't start in here, then you don't have any clear direction of how you want to go about, you know, getting what you have um, in front of you. You know, so with your dreams, with your goals, um, I'm all about it has to start in your mind. You have to manifest <laughs> it. You have to say it. You have to, you have to want it. And then I, I'm a big fan of writing it down because once you write it down, it's like, all right, it's official. Like, it's like the difference between an oral story and a written book. Like, a written book is always going to be there. Oral is like, uh, maybe you said it, maybe you didn't. So um, I'm all about manifestation, writing it down, um, sharing it. So you're now you're accountable, not only with yourself, but other people. It's like, 
yo, I heard you, you remember when you said you was writing the book? How's it coming along? He's like, oh, yeah, I did say that. Um, <laughs> let me get to it. So it's like holding myself accountable in the sense of like putting it out there because that's what I want to receive um, eventually. So I'm big on manifestation. I'm big on goal setting. I'm big on being disciplined and uh, coming about um, what you want. I think one of the downsides would probably be um, sometimes. Um, so there's a difference between like task goals, stretch goals, and like, you know, the big dream goals and then trying to do it all at once. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I want to do this. I write it down. I want to do this. I want to write it down. And then like, instead of doing this, I do this for like two minutes and then I'm focusing on this. So it's like, all right, I have all these three goals that I've written down. All right, which one's going to lead me to the, you know, path of least resistance that will help me achieve the goal on my right and the goal on my left. And then I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've been focusing on, especially, you know, as we continue the conversations, all right, how can I build out um, the main highway and then have the other um, like exits lead to where I want to go? Got you. I love that. And I'm seeing a lot of people down here spamming that heart button. They're liking what you're talking about. Um, who else in the chat has been practicing uh, affirmations and writing down their goals? Um, some, some, I'm seeing that everyone in the bottom is yeah. dropping the I'm in your head emoji. This is, no, what a trademark you got right there. That's amazing. <laughs> who thinks of that? This is good, bro. It's the MSL army, bro. We're doing good. Yo, everybody make sure you're showing, showing, uh, Mobes, the army that follows behind us and, and leads ahead and, and just is helping build that highway that Mobes is talking about here. Um, one thing that I wanted to point, yeah. So Jordan had said, uh, me, or sorry, Jordan said, uh, Jordan said every morning, Jen said, I have, Kendall gave us the thumbs up. Sonia said, me, exclamation point. Uh, R-E-L-E-A-M-I-T is dropping the silly, I'm in your head emojis. <laughs> I think dealing with a, a troll in the chat, but loving that. Uh, Tina Tay4 says that she has, Heather has as well. Lucas said, yes, sir. Um, Joe Jackson said, poo power. <laughs> uh, Lucas, fam, MSL, MSL, MSL greater than MLS, everyone. So everyone here is, uh, is loving that. They're, they're practitioners of that as well, too. And I'm loving seeing the community um, being disciplined, taking responsibility for, for their goals. And um, piggybacking a little bit off of what uh, Mobes was talking about was uh, definitely in agreement with you get the shiny object syndrome. You see multiple things, all these different things that you want to do and, and um, take part in. Uh, one thing kind of speaking to your path of least resistance that can be helpful is look at all of the things that you want to do and see the one thing that you could focus on doing that if you accomplish that, the other things get accomplished along the way or become easier, easier to accomplish as a result of accomplishing that one goal. Mm -hmm. um, that will very much help you remain disciplined and consistent over a long enough period time to actually uh manifest and uh wanting to speak into existence i'm i'm, lo I'm loving that mobs um there's some decent stuff here okay so we got one from k23 hampton it was asking you how to combat overthinking that's a great question i think um you know so my game as a center midfielder center back i've always been like you know i'm not going to be dribbling 10 guys to score a goal i'm like simple I play simple, break up plays, make the pass, keep it from offense to defense, defense to offense. So, like, my concept to overthinking is, um, you know, try to play simple because simple is effective. Um, so in the sense of playing, like, 
maybe the pass right in front of you is going to be the pass that leads to assist instead of me trying to beat a guy and then make the through ball. So simple is effective and understanding that. And um, when it comes to overthinking, I just focus on like the one thing. So what's the one thing that's going to help me be successful for today? And um, if I can get that one thing done, then everything else doesn't really matter. Like I can get back to it another day. And um, that's by a book by, by an author named uh, Gary Keller, I believe. But uh, that's a that's a concept that I really apply to my life. It's just like, all right, out of all the things that I have to do, what's the one thing that's most important? And if I get it done, can I? I'll consider this like a a great day, and um, that helps me combat overthinking. I love that. So in the uh, I, I know several of the uh, several of the people joining in here on the live are on the financial literacy newsletter that I have. Um, over at leverageinvestmentgroup.com. And one of the books that is recommended on the list is The One Thing. I think oh, that comes like on the second, the second or third day. So um, yeah, I, I, uh, I very much believe that's a great uh, philosophy and a way to, to attack it. And speaking of financial literacy and that book. What well, a segue. Exactly. Not even necessarily that book, but we tie it all together, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the workshop that I'll be attending of yours tomorrow here, yeah. right? Um, you want to give a little bit of a background as to what it is, uh, how you've how you've set it up, uh, and and the value that uh, people who will attend will get from it. Oh yeah, so thanks for that. So obviously, mm -hmm. a frugal athlete is uh, my platform helping uh, promote uh, prudent financial practices and smart career decisions amongst professional athletes and student athletes. Um, so for tomorrow, um, for the past six weeks or so, we've been doing a frugal fundamentals, you know, kind of virtual workshop series. And it's basically given um, specifically athletes, but others that, you know, want to learn from athletes, um, kind of tools from on different subjects. So um, tomorrow we're going to be talking with uh, yours truly, uh, Quincy Mariqua, on entrepreneurship. Um, that's something a lot of athletes are getting interested in. Um, but how do they go about it the, the right way? You know, you have athletes that are making a lot of money so they can just throw a lot of money behind their businesses, but not have like the structure to do it the right way. So uh, they're masking a lot of problems with the capital that they have, which can lead them down uh, a rabbit hole. So um, the opportunity to have you on someone that manages a bunch of businesses um, has almost a conglomerate and does many different things from, you know, soccer, um, consulting, digital media real estate, finance. Um, so it'd be cool to talk about, you know, what's most important in uh, starting, um, what tricks and tips that you have for people, and, like, where do you see the future of entrepreneurship going, um, not only in light of this current situation that we're having, but uh, in light of, you know, being an athlete. And um, we have one in the morning on IG Live that's more, like, interactive, and then the one that you're going to be on is on Zoom, and that's just more uh, intimate, and you know people can ask questions in a more intimate setting, and uh, we're able to you know record it and put it on YouTube and all that. Awesome. So, what time is that? Oh, is this an open workshop? What are the what yeah? Are the so it's open to anybody. It? So uh, if you guys okay. um, go to um, a frugal athlete on Instagram, click the link in bio, or just go to www.afrugalathlete.com/frugalfundamentals. Um, you'll see the the link to um, get the email and link for the Zoom meeting. Uh, if you have any trouble, just hit me up on my personal account or 
a frugal athlete and I'll send you guys over the link, but um, it's up there. Got you. Yo, uh, Earl, if you could drop the link there below so I can so I can pin that at the bottom, that'd be great. Uh, K23 Ampton asked, what's the YouTube channel to watch the replays? Um, okay, you, so yeah. a frugal athlete, you know, just type in a frugal athlete. We don't, we don't have a thousand subscribers yet, so we can't get our own link. So if you type Got in you. a frugal athlete, um, uh, I'm over Okay, awesome. And what we'll also do, uh, for those of you who are interested in, in joining in on the live workshop tomorrow, uh, there will be links in my personal bio. I'll make sure that'll be up there as well. If those of you who are watching uh, the video replay of this over on YouTube or on Instagram, or post it over on perfectsoccerskills.com by tomorrow. You guys know what it is. We do the post-production of the show. Todor takes and breaks down the clips of every single show, as well as adds in more context, more fun stuff. You know what it is. We're having a great time. We're the breaking everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. And those of you who are interested in the actual Asset Soccer Pro Show process, you can go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash AAR, no, perfectsoccerskills.com slash Evolve, E-V-L-V. You'll see how we break down the show, do all the post-production stuff. Um, I think that would be great for those of you who want to attend the workshop tomorrow, who are potential entrepreneurs. You can get an understanding of kind of what one segment of the process for a show like this, what goes into it, uh, what it what it takes. And uh, maybe it'll give you guys a little bit more ideas for specific questions that you want to ask on the Zoom so that we are as efficient with our time as possible. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What was the what's the time of the workshop? Uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Okay. And your uh your MSL army moves fast. I already like I got notifications. I got two subscribers. Ah, there <laughs> we go. Just I'm love unbelievable. <laughs> I'm loving that. The MSL army. <laughs> yeah, so we've been we've been refining our systems and processes for time, man. And <laughs> we're uh we're uh we're we're you know we're we're a, we're a small community, but we are a loyal and uh, we're a loyal and self-sufficient community, and uh, we're excited to to continue to like to highlight, promote, and share positive messages that that make that teamwork equals dream work. It's a core value here, and uh, we love having you on the team, man. Um, respect. Let's see, K oh, K twenty three. It said that's great, and he's referring to your response to overthinking. He said that's great advice. I tend to overthink on the pitch and in life, and I'm hard on myself, but I've been working on mastering fundamentals and playing more simple. So that's good. Uh, sometimes, you guys, the s simple things are hard to do. That's true. The hardest thing to do is play simple. Correct. Or and most simply. Yes. Uh, Toby underscore 17 just dropped My guy. In. Yeah, Toby. Showing, <laughs> showing them. Uh -huh, master, showing the Nigel master life. Chef, master Chef. <laughs> oh, I got to try, try his, um, his jump rope challenge that he did recently. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, you got to check that out. He did, like, this Tootsie jump rope challenge. I was like, whoa. I don't know. He's doing karate chops <laughs> with the jump rope. I'm like, okay, that's a workout for a dare. I've got to check that out afterwards. I haven't, seen, I, haven't actually, I haven't seen that yet. Let's see what we got here over in um, the comment section. We've got uh, Julian, K-O-U-L-I-S-H underscore 24 is asking, what is your uh, what uh, your best of your MLS career? So, if you had to say field off the field moments, take away what what would that be in your MLS career? Well, probably the first game because like that's like the culmination of all the sacrifices my parents made, uh, I made, um, the work that was put in, and it it was like the moment where it all came together. You know, because um, that's nothing no one can ever take away from you. Like you made it. You were
professional athlete. It doesn't matter if it's one game, a hundred games, a thousand games, like you may, um, you know, like uh, pundits or people like they can talk about you. Most of them, they never made it that far. Even if it's like you made it your high school team, you made it to your college team, like you are elite. So don't let anybody take it away from you. You know, a lot of guys now in the USL, it's a lower division. A lot of guys I play with or play against, you know, they're kind of down. Like, you know, they haven't made it to the MLS or a higher level. It's like, yo, there's still hundreds of guys that would play for free to be where you're at. So understand, yes. like, you know, you're you're valuable, you're elite, like you've made it this far. Like not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people understand this grind. I love that. That's true. Uh, perspective is extremely important. Um, and uh, we, we speak a lot to that here. Um, it It's okay to not be satisfied and want more for yourself, but also acknowledging and recognizing that even where you are here right now in this moment, there's someone in the world who would give up everything to have what you have here right now. Thanks. And um, and reminding yourself of that anytime you decide to feel sorry for yourself. And uh, I think that's something that we, we talk a lot about here. And I, I think we, we practice that especially with the three s's of self-awareness i see a lot of people are understanding and knowing what we're talking about with all that they're spamming in that heart button they're uh they're loving that mentality and uh i think it's a great reminder too sorry to cut you off but yeah no it's good man. i think it's a great reminder in the sense of like like as you got as you're in that position of like yo i want more i'm trying to get to that spot you know someone else is like yo i want to get to where you're currently at so it's like you can never take any days off like you always have to push more push for more Love that. So speaking of no days off and thinking and looking to the future, we've got uh, John POSAS916 asked, where do you see yourself in 10 years and what steps will you take to get there? That's a great, that's a great question. Yeah, we got some, that's we the, got some LTW. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the Matthew McConaughey. That's the, uh, <laughs> where do you see yourself in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, um, I see myself working in the sports business, um, you know, private equity VC space. I want to be like the business development uh, investor relations guy. A lot of uh, sports is growing like crazy in the sense of like sports business, like people investing in sports teams, people investing in, you know, real estate around sports, you know, analytics, media, all these different things that involve sports business, especially with betting getting more prevalent. So I want to be kind of like the linchpin between, you know, the guys with money and the, you know, the smart people that are creating um, these different opportunities to like source deals, um, you know, client relations, business development partnerships. So I want to be that um, that person. I love and, that. Oh, Go sorry. Ahead. And what I'm doing to get there is um, a frugal athlete's one stepping stone to get there you know connecting with like-minded people in the space doing some externships internships in my off seasons um i think that's been mastering the art of networking and not just networking to network but like trying to be a value add and trying to ask the right questions and informational interviews to really be intentional about what i'm looking for and like finding the right people that can help me in that process love that so uh everybody who's listening in on uh, kind of what uh, Mobes is talking about on his 10-year plan. What is your 10-year plan? Where do you expect to see yourself in the future? Uh, What is your plan? What are some stepping stones that need to be in place or checklists for you on your way? And while while you guys type some of that stuff in there in the bottom so we can see what your 10-year goals are, um, I wanted to highlight another point that you had made there, Moby, and kind of uh, piggyback and summarize in off of that in terms of the – 
networking with purpose and not networking just to network, I think is a, is a great thing that you kind of shared there and being a value add. And some, most people go, well, how do I provide value? Could, could you help better break down what value add means to you? Like what would the process of being a value add be, mean to you? So value add is, you know, you know, you never want to be someone that just receives, receives, receives all the time. You got to give, you got to give. So, uh, for example, if I didn't know you, um, mm -hmm. and I wanted to connect with you, obviously I see all the things that you're doing. I would say, Oh, okay. You said, obviously, I mean, you might have a team to do this or not, but it's like, all right, I see that you're about to do a podcast with the Moby. Um, I want to connect with you, Quincy, because I know what you're doing. I think it's great. All right. So, you you have a podcast scheduled for a Moby. So I'm going to do like some research on a Moby, have like a list of questions or a list of bio and send it out to you. And it may not work the first time, but okay, you have a podcast next next week with, let's say, Toby. Uh, okay, um, Toby, I want to look him up and make a little bio, send some questions in and then send it to you. Over, I swear after the course of three weeks, you're going to notice that I'm like, yo, Who's this person like? I didn't, I'm not paying them. I'm not doing anything. They're doing this for me. All right, let's set up a meeting. I want to know what they're about. I want to know what they're looking for and how can I help them. That making a couple questions, that's 30 minutes out of your day, if that. Um, if you really want to connect with somebody, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll make an effort. So things like that where you're a value add and you're not just like, yo, can I get 15 minutes of your time? Um, I want to ask you questions about how I can you know, figure out my life because it's like, how do you know I have 15 minutes of my time? Like I know your time block, your schedules, bam, 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 bam. So like be a value add, you know, bring something to the table. It's like when you go to like a, a house party and everyone's like, bring snacks and you're the one person that doesn't bring snacks and you're mooching off everyone else. It's not to that extent, but I'm trying to like paint no, the picture. No, but that's great because that's, I, uh, we have a, a very wide audience and the MSL mindset applies to the entire audience at different stages. Just like, um, let me, let me pull in here and let me say, Heather said in 10 years, I'll be 20 years old. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that, okay, okay. So, okay. So, and then I think soccer dad is in here. Uh, soccer dad, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm going to assume you're older than 10. <laughs> right. Um, but the idea and the mentality and what's required in terms of consistency is true regardless of your age and I even think when you're saying, hey, showing up at the party and not being a mooch, um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of believing that they're winning because they're, hey, I didn't bring anything to the party. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm eating, I'm full, I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but what you're, what you're not understanding is that over time, and we talk about this with the long, um, sorry, with uh, uh, exponential thinking. <laughs> yeah, he's in there, right? Free food. <laughs> My God, Ricky is lying. This man, he's the goat. Ricky the third. Um, uh, like we talk about exponential growth, uh, positive or negative. So if you're the person who's always showing up and everyone brands you, and this will be good as well too, because we'll, we, I want to transition this into brand as well too. Is if everyone brands you as the person who is always here to take and not provide value, not give. Yeah. which is the opposite of the MSL mindset here. We're here to over-deliver value. Leave every exchange having given more than we received. Um, in the long run, you will be branded as the person that people aren't reaching out to when there's opportunity. Exactly. Aren't networking with and connecting them with other valuable people within their branded network because they understand that you aren't invested in the long term. 
That's true. So, so I'm loving how you you broke that down and we're sharing that. So um, speaking to brand, um, why do you believe brand is important and and how are you how are you investing your time and your money in 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 building it? I would say your brand is your name. Your brand is your name. Your name is your reputation. You know, as much as you're not, you know, you're not supposed to care about what people think about you, but how you are perceived amongst your peers or amongst, you know, your audience that you're intending to reach um, is very important. So if, um, if you, you know, if you want to ex exemplify someone that is, you know, interested in soccer or, you know, interested in cooking, it doesn't make sense for me to have a show or, you know, perceive my brand in like me watching TV all the time or something like that. So, you know, brand is an extension of you and it's your way to channel what you want other people to see in the world, you know? So. No, you're good. Uh, Comeback said being authentic is what got you where you are. Don't stop. Uh, no, I'm, I'm loving that. So, okay. We've never actually officially, and we've got 10 minutes, uh, 10 more minutes here. Uh, before we'll uh, before Instagram officially kicks us off and we'll be good to oh, go. I thought they extended that. Oh, maybe they did. Oh, no. I'm just giving. Uh, maybe they did. They they're giving me a heads. I just give the heads up on the hour mark. Okay. That way, if the if the number pops up, they didn't catch us off by guard. So uh, off guard. So if we've got a little more time, hey, you already oh, no. know me. I'm I'm down to extend it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we never officially played on the same team, right? But we played nah. against each. Yeah, yeah, but we played, played against, against each other over the course of years. So. Uh, give me a little info. Give me a little insight, bro. Like we're talking about brand and how you're seen and what's said about you uh, over the course of time. We were never directly uh, teammates. So what was, did you enjoy when you got to play me? Cause you thought it was just easy, slim picking. Easy. What's, that's what I'm asking. You got to no. let me know. Okay. So you're one of the most annoying forwards to play against. And like, <laughs> I say this to say like <laughs> annoying is like a compliment. Cause, like annoying is a compliment. Okay. People like okay. say like, just so like people don't like. Oh wow, he's talking mess. Like, oh no, nah, that's okay. Like, <laughs> you know, like as especially when I play center back, you can like chill, like because uh -huh. fours don't really play defense. Yes, Quincy plays defense, so it's like you always have to be alert. So that's like that's like annoying, especially as a center back, because not only do you have to guard him for ninety minutes, but when you get the ball, you're supposed to chill. Now you have to worry about someone coming from behind or hitting you like <laughs> as you make a pass like oh my gosh it's just ridiculous it's so annoying it's so annoying yeah I love but like, Thanks, you're, you're, like that's like that. a compliment for you right like oh bro yeah you were talking about it earlier know what you're good at right yeah. and i'm like yo like yeah you okay maybe you have a better touch than me cool yeah. cool but can you deal with me just touching you for 90 yeah. minutes straight can you handle that and it's cool it's like it's funny because you like physicality so it's like if i like tussle you I'm like all right sometimes you could just foul someone like three times and they'll go to the other center back but if yeah. i foul you it's like oh yes this is I, I'm not, I like it i'm in his head like so i'm like nah i let him be easy I, you know i give him his space and then hopefully he just goes to the other side because then it's like yeah I do my, my, I do my thing. Like, it's like, uh, Kevin, I think Kevin Garnett, basketball player said, he's like, mm -hmm. you don't talk mess to Tim Duncan. Cause that's not his style. Like it doesn't affect him. You find other you. ways. So I had to find other ways, you know? It got you. Okay. Okay. So there you go. So what was, uh, 
and maybe I don't know. I mean, when was the last time that we played? So it might have been, yeah. uh, been years ago. Yeah, but, maybe okay. San Jose. He was on San Jose. <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, I'm loving that, man. No, I appreciate that. So, uh, what do you? What did you? You saw the transition of old school MLS into what it kind of is now in terms yeah. of. Um, there's more money, more attention, more media. Uh, it's it's a lot more. There's there's more backstabbing and behind the back deals and <laughs> yeah. politics. You know what I'm saying? It's just more. Yeah. It's 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 a lot. The culture has changed and culture has shifted because many people see the opportunity, the money, the stuff that's available, um, and that has that has changed what you. Uh, how you adapt, how you have to adapt to the game. So, like, what are some of the things that you you miss about old school but but like more about the kind of new school? I mean, obviously, like, the I, I don't want to say, like, the level of play is getting better because talent is talent, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, from top to bottom, you know, there's more talent uh, in the league. And um, just there's more competitive around, you know, just the game. Like, so for example, it's like, oh, if we lose this game, it doesn't really matter. We'll have, we'll get them next week. Like now it's never like that. It's like, yo, we're trying to win supporter show. We're trying to make the playoffs. We're trying to get all that. Um, and the, like from when I first started, I feel like people were a little bit more um, upfront and honest. So it's not like they're trying to ske- scam you or like win, like get one up on you. It's like, yo, I'm trying to get traded. Y'all not playing me. Let's make it work. Now it's like you do that. It's like, oh, all right. No, we're going to try to milk him out for out of his contract. We're going to like de- devalue his, his value. We're going to find a way to make it look like he's a culprit. And um, then we're going to trade him. But it's like you guys weren't playing me. You guys have no use for me. So just trade me and not, you don't have to do all that other stuff. Whereas, you know, when we first got in the league, it's like, yo, I need to get out of here because – um, I'm not happy. You're not playing me. The situation is what it is. Like respect, respect you guys. You respect me. Let's make it work. Now it's like, all right, how can we crunch numbers to like make it fit in our salary cap? And like, no, but if we trade you next year, it's like, oh, your agent's not going to be mad. But it's like, it's too much. It got you. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The political uh, game that it's turned into. I, I, is just... I know you have a couple stories for that. Oh man. <laughs> Dude. Too many, yeah. too, uh, too. Maybe we'll need to start our, uh, another podcast of stories of MLS history. <laughs> I got, I got a new podcast with my with my friends over at Billion of Bus Media coming out. Two Cents FC. So we're gonna do three topics, three stories, soccer content. Yeah, I'm yeah. bro. I'm down for that. That's a decent one. So, have you been following what's going on with the um, players' association and um, I think the Orlando stuff? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It says 72 hours. Uh, I think it might get extended. I mean, obviously, we we're both on the player um, association, so we know how that works. That's another topic yep. for another day. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it would be really interesting to see if they end up playing. Well, I, if I was a betting man, whatever mm-hmm. MLS. With, uh, when we shut down Zlatan, MSL is greater than MLS, bro. Like, you think people are going to – you think they're going to figure that out anytime soon? Or you think they're just going to keep denying denying that reality, bro? Uh, uh, should be interesting. That's great. That's great. You give me plenty of, uh, plenty of setup here, bro. Let me see over here. People still not believe in the MSL works, bro. 
Yeah, it's really crazy. It's like what's proven is not me. Especially now, it's like what's what's proven to work over the history of soccer or history of mankind. It's like people are trying to reinvent the wheel, and that's. I mean, as even though there's more money coming into the sport, more you know opportunity in terms of international talent, it, the the game hasn't changed. Like you see, like who's won over the past ten years, fifteen years of the league. It's the same model, and. As much as you try to change it, you still have to have, you know, key elements on within a soccer organization for it to ultimately work. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. And, um, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yeah, Yeah, you're speaking facts, but, okay, just like we we discussed, it's difficult to do the simple things. Mm -hmm. People make things complicated because they can they can justify their role, their position, their existence. If it's, if it's super, if it's super complicated to understand the rules of the league and Tam and Gam and this and that and the other, we now need more people. Yeah. And if it's more people who, who only know their specific thing and they don't know how the entire thing works together, we can sustain that for a really long time. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm sorry to go. No, 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 it's too big. Cool. You might okay. have to bring me back on another. That's week what I'm saying. So we're we gonna really yeah, talk about it. We're gonna need to talk about that more because the main thing is even for me in the language when we're having this conversation, discussing it here, right? Even the fact that speaking about and dis, uh, and talking about how the system works becomes so convoluted and so big and so monumental, right? That most people will just say. I'm ignoring it. Just like most people ignore a problem, like a cavity. Yeah. I'm ignoring it. Ah, it's not a big deal. But it's slow. By not brushing your teeth, it's simple. You know what to do. Brush your teeth yeah. every day. That's it. Brush it every day. But if you ah, not today, and the next day, and the next day, the cavity, cavity goes. Then it's bigger. Then all of a sudden, it's turning into a root canal, right? And people only address things when they have to remove their, their yeah. teeth and now replace it with dentures. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make it more simple, right? And the easiest way to sell someone is if it's the new thing and it's super confusing and only I know the rule. I don't, I'm the only yeah. one who knows how to work it and how to use it and how this comes together, which is why you need me. And uh, when you're talking about being a value add and providing value to the system, right? You're teaching someone how they don't need you. They want you because they they know what you provide. They know the value you provide, and they they see it's a it's a vital service or something. But right, right as I'm saying that, uh, Instagram telling me I've got a minute left. I want to make sure that we save the live for the replay and everything. Oh, yeah, so I want to, yeah, brother. I want to thank you again for joining in. I really appreciate you bringing the time. We'll have to go round two sometime soon. Everybody, spam that heart button. Uh, let Amobi know. Uh, what you learned today, maybe drop him a comment on his most recent post. Go follow him over on Instagram, follow a frugal athlete, and uh, he'll get you over the link for the workshop tomorrow for those of you who want to join in on the entrepreneurship side of stuff. But, Respect, um, man. See you tomorrow. Yeah, brother. Thanks, uh, thanks again, and I'll see, you, I'll see you here tomorrow. What was that? Later, bro. Peace. Yo, so that's a wrap, everybody. Spam that heart button. I got 30 seconds left. You guys know what it is. Hey. Uh, that's a wrap for episode 72 of the Hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. Um, thank you to everybody who tuned in. Make sure to go over, uh, follow Moby, get that link, and I'll see you guys tomorrow on the uh, on the workshop. Uh, Raylene, yes, 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 10 seconds left, guys. Thanks again. I'll see everybody here next Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. I'm in your head.